Hello and welcome to episode one of the Manic Podcast with me, Ben Frost. The aim of this new series is ultimately to give local people a platform to speak directly to the communities we serve here at Manic Solicitors. So without further ado, our first guest is a local Seven Oaks resident who set up the charity Friends for Families back in 2018. Welcome Shona Campbell. How are you today? I'm good, thanks Ben, and thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. You're our inaugural guest. Oh, that is an honour. So how are things? How How's lockdown? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this whole, whole year has been an interesting year, hasn't it? And certainly from the Friends for Families perspective, it has been a very interesting year. We've had to really adapt to lockdown. So, yeah, lots of challenges. Yeah, I can imagine. So um, obviously your charity does some incredible work for Seven Oaks Families. That much is clear from your, I must say, excellent website. Oh, thank you. Can you give us, <laughs> could you give us some uh, insight into why you set up the charity and how the first few years have gone? Yeah. Um, so basically, um, it, it's, it kind of came about by chance, really. Um, so we had done, um, me and some friends, my, I'm a running coach, and me and my running group had done some um stuff for charity a few Christmases back and um and had involved the food bank in Swanley and they had put me in touch with children's services and basically that very first Christmas so that was Christmas 2017 we were asked to provide Christmas presents for children who had nothing and I did that with the help of my running group and Seven Oaks Women's Forum on Facebook and um during the process of doing that I talked to the social workers a lot and realised that I had had no idea of the level of poverty locally. I had just not seen it. And yeah, yeah. by the time Christmas was done, um, having heard so many stories and realised how bad things were and talking to my running group about it, there was one particular member of my running group, a lovely lady called Debbie Griffin, who um, said to me, you know, we can't just let it go at Christmas, can we? And, we? and we agreed between us that we would set up the charity. So Debbie and I set up the charity together in January 2018, just because once your eyes have been opened, you just can't walk away. And so obviously now I think there are there are five of you? Yes. Um, six of us now, actually. We've just, we've just got a, a, new, a new person joined us. So there are six of us who run the charity. So we're all, we're all volunteers. Um, most of us have got jobs and we do this around our jobs or we've got small children or both. So we all do it as volunteers um, and we're all very, very committed to the work. And yeah, it's, um, it's lovely to have other people to work with to sort of share the load. So how did the other volunteers come on board? How did you manage to recruit them? Well, it's it's <laughs> like a lot to do with this charity, including its founding. It's kind of happened almost by <laughs> chance. So um, the the so Debbie and I started it off, and then Hannah joined us because uh, Debbie knew her and knew she already did some charity work and did an excellent job of it. So Hannah joined us, and then during the course of our next Christmas project two lovely ladies called Kelly and Haley got very heavily involved in the Christmas project, the presents for the children and everything and did a wonderful job. Uh, and they ended up joining us. Uh, and then there has been this fantastic lady called Claire who has been since the, since very early days, been helping us with our accounts because she's an accountant 
and now she's come on board as well so that's the team we just it seems to be that if you try to give us a little bit of help we just pull you in and you don't get to escape. <laughs> That's a good sign. Obviously doing something right. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and um, I mean, how how did the the panto gig come about? So you had, I think it was was it back in twenty nineteen yeah. with the Seven Oaks Panto. Oh, they were chosen charity. Yeah, they were just amazing. They were absolutely fantastic. Um, so Seven Oaks Panto are are genuinely wonderful and every year they have um a charity that they adopt and raise funds for and um they i think they posted on facebook asking people to suggest local charities and a few people suggested okay. us so they got in touch with us and we talked to them and explained to them what we do and why we do it what the need is and um it just yeah it just really touched them and they decided that they wanted us to be their charity and they were absolutely fantastic they worked so hard and raised loads of money for us and yeah just brilliant it's over brilliant 11, people. 11, pounds, yeah isn't it? yeah absolutely phenomenal they, they are just brilliant people they are just wonderful so that made a huge difference to us that's a fantastic amount of money so looking at 2021 i believe you are one of the three chosen charities to be working with my seven oaks community Yes, yeah, well, um, the, since our early days, actually, um, Steph Harrison, who um, is, you know, I think she basically is my Seven Oaks community in, in many ways. Um, she has, <laughs> Mrs. Seven Oaks. Well, she is Mrs. Seven Oaks, isn't she? She's just, yeah, she's just a phenomenon, Steph. And she has been a huge um, support to us. She's always been very, very supportive of the charity. And, um, yeah, it's just so so lovely to have community support like like this because for us that's the key we're about helping the local community the most vulnerable members of the local community the most disadvantaged members of the local community and if we can all pull together as a community to help those of our neighbors who really need it then that's just a fantastic thing to do and that's very much of course what Steph's about and about and that's also what my seven notes community is about so yeah really really delighted with that oh, I'm sure it will be a great partnership um without dwelling on current circumstances just explain for us how much did the pandemic affect your work last year uh, yeah I mean it's affected us in in two minutes oh, and now even Sorry, well yeah just yes it's very much ongoing um really it's affected us in a couple of different ways so um obviously one way it's affected us has been in terms of fundraising so um being very much a, a local community-based charity we would we would have anticipated holding quite a few fundraising events in the local community during 2020 Obviously, we haven't been able to do any of those, which obviously has an impact on our income. So and also just our ability to reach out and connect with people. So that has been a blow, not being able to have that that community event side of, of the charity. But also it's really, really changed the work that we've had to do in some ways, in ways that I wouldn't have anticipated before the pandemic. Um, and I guess that's where it is a good thing that we are such a small charity because it may, being very small and very local means we can be very flexible. Yeah. So, for example, um, 
right at the start of the first lockdown back in March last year, um, we suddenly got contacted by children's services. And I should say we do all our work with and through children's services. So we have a very close working relationship with them. So we suddenly got contacted by children's services who said to us that they had lots and lots of vulnerable families um, who were having to shield, who were no longer able to work, who were struggling with these new circumstances and who were worried about how to feed their families. They were having people phoning them up in tears saying, you know, we don't know how we're going to manage. So what they asked us to do was to help them to um, provide a little mini food bank for their very vulnerable clients, um, which we did. Um, and we ended up actually at the peak of the operations of that little mini food bank, we were supplying them with enough food per week for 90 children plus the, that's nine zero, 90 children plus the adults in their households. Um, and that, I don't know if you remember during the first lockdown, that, that was actually quite challenging because there was a lot of rationing in the shops and you couldn't really get online slots and we couldn't get preferential treatment as a charity. So basically what we were doing was spending our days literally going from shop to shop to shop, trying to buy what we could for to supply this this mini food bank. And we couldn't have seen that coming before before the lockdown. So that was a huge So would it be fair to say that things have improved a little bit since then? So that was very much just during the first lockdown while um the authorities were trying to work out how to help people because, you know, it all yeah. happened so quickly. There was nothing in place. So we basically stepped in and provided a stopgap. And by the summer, we had stopped doing that because there were systems in place by then. But we have continued to provide food for people. Um, I mean, we always have done a certain amount of food, although it's not a big part of what we do. But we're definitely providing more food than we used to because there are so many people out there who are really, really struggling um, that, yeah, we're just providing more food than, than we used to. Uh, but now, rather than doing it in a sort of food bank style, we actually will provide food for individual families. Okay. So that's one of the ways, sorry, that, 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 no, no, go on. <laughs> that's one of the ways that our work has changed during lockdown, well, since the start of the pandemic. Um, and another thing that, again, we would not have seen coming was that um, we, right from the start of the first lockdown, we have been asked to help with the provision of laptops. And I would not okay. have seen that coming, but I'm sure you're aware of the whole thing about um, laptops for online schoolwork. Um, yes. And obviously this is a big, big issue because, you know, the statistics show that disadvantaged children already are behind um, educationally, even before we hit a, lo the first lockdown. And... So if you go into lockdown already disadvantaged and you then don't have access to devices that enable you to do your schoolwork online, then you're going to get further and further behind the children who do have 
that facility. Yeah. So basically, it's exacerbating it. Yeah, exactly. It just exacerbates the disadvantage. And that is a big, big concern because for us as a charity, children are a big focus and particularly giving children a chance in life and education is fundamental to that, absolutely fundamental. So um, we found ourselves being asked um, by Children's Services if we could source laptops for their disadvantaged families so that the children could um, could do the schoolwork. And of course, again, you know, there were laptops weren't to be had because everybody was buying them up for their children. Um, and that's where we were very lucky. Um, this is the thing about being part of a community, which, you know, Seven Oaks is so great that way. Um, there's a very small tech company locally called Fine Tune Tech, and we already knew them because they'd already helped us. And they totally, totally stepped up to the mark and really, really helped us to source um, secondhand laptops and Fine Tune Tech refurbished them for, for us, um, you know, wiped them, set up all the software, got them absolutely in working order, gave them to us. And then we passed them on to children's services. So it's just fabulous how there are so many people that want to help. And we really rely on that. And how do you see the next sort of 12 months for Friends for Families? Would you like to go back to the kind of the events focused fundraising? Yeah, I mean, in terms of fundraising as you know we would love to do some events um as soon as we possibly can but obviously it has to be safe for people we can't be doing anything that's going to put people at risk so much as we would love to organize fundraising events we will wait until we're absolutely certain we can do it in a way that's safe for people um and in the meantime we just have to hope that you know we can find ways to engage with people virtually I suppose um, and in terms of our work I do you know it's really really hard to predict that's one thing this year has shown me is that I thought I knew what our work was and then it just changed so much over the last year and who knows what will happen going forward but one thing I am fairly confident of is that our work is our workload is going to continue to increase um, so I think so many people have suffered during the pandemic you know there have been people who have lost their jobs who have really um, found themselves struggling financially i think that's increased drastically so therefore i think we'll probably find that our workload just continues to grow it has been growing since we started and i don't see that stopping anytime soon i think a lot of people will be quite taken aback by the kind of level of poverty that actually exists in a town like Seven Oaks. So could you give us a bit of background on essentially why your charity is in such demand? So if you look at um, poverty levels, um, so for example, um, the national statistic for the percentage of children living in poverty in, in, in the country as a whole is about 30%. Um, so we are lower than average in this area, as you would expect, um, given the nature of the demographics of this area. But nevertheless, we still have more than 20% of children 
living in poverty in Seven Oaks District. Now that has increased. Um, when we set up the charity in January 2018, there were 3,787 children classified as living in poverty. By May 2019, that had gone up to 5,237. So the level of poverty is intrinsically, was already pre-pandemic, intrinsically increasing. Um, I think you would be hard placed to argue that the pandemic will not have made that worse. Um, you know, no. so a lot of the families that we um, that, 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 that we engage with work in insecure employment, in low paid employment. So it's often in areas like um, hospitality or retail. And of course, they've suffered really, really badly during the pandemic. And so we think that that is going to fuel a real rise in need. It's, a, it's an interesting thing, actually, because um, a lot of people assume that children growing up in poverty must be growing up in households where no one works. But actually, mm. in this country, 72% of children who live in poverty are growing up in a household where at least one person works. 72%. I mean, I only read these numbers on your website for the first time recently. Mm. I just couldn't believe mm. it. And that's the thing, you know, it's it's not that people don't work. They do, and they work hard, sometimes more than one job. But if you're in a low-paid, insecure job, then it is really, really hard to keep your head above water. And then when you get knocked sideways by something like the pandemic, it's very, very hard. There's a lot of people really suffering out there. The work that you do is incredibly selfless and it's very humbling and i think on behalf of the whole of seven oaks i'd like to thank you for the work that you have done especially in the past year under these circumstances it's it's you know it's a privilege actually it really is genuinely a privilege because it's when you see um the circumstances and the the needs that you realize how resourceful and resilient and hard-working people are um specifically the people that, that, that we help, the people who, who, who are in financial har hardship, they, they really are such resilient, resourceful people. They help each other. They, um, they work so hard. And it's like, genuinely a privilege to be able to do something to help. Finally, how, how can people make a difference to Friends for Family? Like, what is your preference in terms of donations? Is it items? Is it financial aid? Mm. So that's, that's um, that is an interesting one. So we have a, a, a fairly unusual model as a charity in that we, we don't have any paid staff and we don't have any premises. And we do this deliberately to keep our overheads to an absolute minimum so that people can be certain that if they donate to us, their money will be spent on helping people and not on anything else. Um, but because we don't have premises, we, we don't have storage facilities. And because yeah, yeah. the way we work is that we respond to requests from children's services for specific families, we never know what we're going to be asked for next. So we don't have the facility to store a whole load of donated items um, in case we might get a request for them. So we do have some people who donate things to us like you know, food or um, 
small items, you know, like clothes or things like that. But actually, to be honest, the main thing that we really would prefer is financial donations because that gives us the flexibility. For example, if um, if people donate food to us, that gets passed on to families who are struggling to feed their children. But if someone was to donate £10 to us, I could use that instead to buy fresh fruit and vegetables for that family. Um, because I can't, we, we don't have the facility to take in donations of fresh food. Um, yeah, and no, so it's, it's it gives us that flexibility to give people a wider range of things if, if, if we have financial donations. You know, if people would like to know more about us and what we do, just get in touch because we're always delighted to talk about, about what we do. Um, we're on Facebook and we have a website and we just really, really love to hear from members of the local community. And if you certainly if you want to get involved and you want to help us, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Well, I'm sure you'll have some inquiries after this. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, um, yeah, thank you for being our first guest. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. And um, I would encourage everyone to check out friendsforfamilies.org. And if you're in a position to help, please do. Um, there's also a feature on Friends for Families going out in the My Seven Oaks Community website this week too. So keep an eye out for that. Thank you again for your time. Thank you very much indeed, Ben.